And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. You are the jury. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. Defendant, rise and face the jury. How do you find this defendant? Guilty or not guilty? We find the defendant, Harvard Sims. This is the thrilling new transcribed program called You Are the Jury, devised by the famous criminologist Roy Post. Here is your chance to actually take part in a jury trial without leaving your own living room. The chance to find out what kind of juror you would make. But first, let's hear a few words from that friend of yours, the jeweler. You are the jury. All names and characters used in these dramatizations are fictitious, and any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. On August 12th of the morning, Professor Carverser was alone in his laboratory formula, sought by several... Or I'll shoot. Trying to scare me with a light. But this... Stop! Stop choking me! Stop! this floor lamp. It's Harvey Grimm. Now to the crowded courtroom where Carver Sims is underway. Be sure to listen carefully to all the details of the trial, for during recess, your local announcer will call out the names of the 12 jurors selected by your jeweler for tonight's trial, and your name may be among them. Carver Sims repeatedly insisted that he was a serious assailant, that he picked his command and that he murdered Hortense. As we enter the... Crane is completing his opening... Let this defendant bring instruments of mass murder, formulas that could wipe out an... Professor Carver Sims would fully murder Harvey. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, 
There's some of a reasonable doubt that Professor Ann carried out the... Will the attorney for this opening address to the jury? What I have to say, I shall merely remind you that A would have done exactly what my client to protect himself from the murderous aunt Harvey Grimm to murder his former employer. It was an unfortunate accident. Does not and cannot rest with... Mr. Crane, will you call the... John Terrell to the stand. John Terrell. Do you solemnly swear to keep the whole truth and nothing but the truth? John Terrell. Now, Mr. Terrell, it was prior to August 12th last. Kennyman uh, Gardner. Now, Terrell, between the defendant and Harvey Grimm. Yes. Will you please tell this... Call? Oh, I heard Professor Sims call... Grimm! I can't find it anywhere. It's disappeared. My... Fo- Sorry to hear that, Professor Sims. Let me put that formula in this... Where is it? Grimm, if you've stolen my formula... Much better, Professor. What have you done with my... You've revealed my formula. Never live to repenetrate... You overheard between Professor Sims and Harvey. Well, that's all, Terrell. You were employed for about five years, Sims' employ, of your own free will. Dad. Perhaps you weren't in any condition. Mr. Prosecutor, you will please... Grimm, take the stand. Grimm, you suddenly swear the testimony of your... I do. Your name? Anna Grimm. I'm extremely sorry, Mrs. Grimm, to have to call you to the stand. I'll try not to keep you long. Now, Mrs. Grimm, you're the widow of Harvey Grimm? Yes. Mrs. Grimm, did your husband ever tell you that Professor Sims had threatened him... Not in just so many words. But what did Harvey say? Well, on the day he... On the morning of the day he was killed, mm-hmm. he looked very worried. He said to me, Anna, I think I'd better start looking for another job. Professor Sims is becoming impossible to work with. Yes, and what occurred then? Harvey left the house, and and I never saw him again. That's all, Mrs. Grimm. Your witness, Mr. Defense Turner. Now, Mrs. Grimm... Is it true that your husband held a position of trust as bursar of Carlton University? Yes, he did, for two years. And isn't it true that he was discharged because of irregularities and handling fees entrusted to him? In other words, stealing? No, no, Harvey resigned. His resignation was requested, was it not? Stop, stop trying to blacken my husband's name. Your Honor, I move that the last remark be stricken out as unresponsive to the question. Strike out the last remark. The witness is directed to answer the question, yes or no. I'll repeat it for you, Mrs. Grimm. Your husband's resignation was requested, was it not? Yes. <laughs> it must be apparent, even to so calloused an observer as the attorney for the defendant, that this witness is not able to continue her testimony. I have every sympathy for your witness, Mr. Prosecutor. If the court pleases, I move for a short recess at this time. Motion granted. Court is now adjourned for a brief recess.
back to the trial of the People versus Professor Carver Sims. Mrs. Anna Grimm, wife of the deceased, has not been recalled to the stand. She has been too overcome with grief to continue her testimony. The defense has begun the presentation of its case and hopes to be able to prove Professor Carver Sims completely innocent. Several character witnesses have been called, and now the defendant himself, Carver Sims, is testifying. Professor Sims, will you please tell us what happened after your wife left the laboratory? I uh, was writing a report of an experiment when I heard a noise outside. I dropped my pen on the table, and my first thought was, you'll be safer in the dark. So I reached up and unscrewed the bulb from the drop light. Uh, why didn't you reach for the light switch, Professor Sims? Uh, the wall switch was on the side of the door, and I knew I wouldn't have time to reach it. Uh, there was no switch on the drop light? No, it was controlled by the wall switch. What happened then? I heard the footsteps coming nearer and nearer. I was panic-stricken. The only thing I had to protect myself with was the bulb I was holding in my hand. I threw the bulb, but that didn't frighten the intruders. Then I, I felt a pair of hands around my throat. I fought back as hard as I could. I, I reached out to steady myself on my desk, and my fingers clutched a bookend. I picked it up and struck... I didn't know it was Harvey Grimm until I turned on the floor lamp beside my desk. That's all, Professor Sims. Your witness, Mr. Prosecutor. Now, Professor Sims, you testified, did you not, that you dropped your pen and unscrewed the light bulb so you could seek protection in the dark? Yes, that is right. Now, Professor Sims, is that drop light burning there like the one you had over your work table? Yes. Then would you kindly leave the stand and show this court and jury just how you unscrewed the light bulb from the socket and threw it at your unknown visitor? All right, go on, go on, Professor Sims. I'll stand right here. You may use me as a target. Throw it right at my head. I won't move. No! No! I won't! It's a trick! I won't do it! Of course you won't, Professor Sims! Your Honor, the stake rests! Is Professor Carver Sims guilty or not guilty? Why did he refuse to throw the light bulb at the prosecutor? What could the prosecutor possibly have proven? You will hear the verdict on the next broadcast of You Are the Jury.
this is Dan Seymour speaking. You Are the Jury was produced by the Trans-American Broadcasting and Television Corporation. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.